Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of Kids Views. I'm here in our sort of temporary brand new studio <laughs> with Amy Ozdan of Amy Ever After. Hello. Hello, and on the phone with us, sick from CES, which is always the case. Is Not with Andrea me. Smith, except for Amy. Maybe because Amy stays a few days later. <laughs> like, I think because I, I don't go out and have fun like Andrea does. That's true. <laughs> it was Lenny Kravitz spitting on me. It's <laughs> it's always that conference. Andrea's in our New Jersey bureau recuperating. But uh, I think every year it's the, it's there's a concert that Harmon puts on. And I swear that's where I got sick that Remember year. Remember sick you got? Yes, I was I was so sick. I'm convinced it's because it's all that shared food. But like Lenny Kravitz <laughs> literally was performing with 103 Fever and she was like right there in front Underneath of him. him. I actually laughed because I thought I really don't want to get spit on by Lenny Kravitz <laughs> when he has 103 Fever. Oh, my and God. Said, <laughs> oh, no. Cheryl Crow was drinking tea and I was thinking, you know, oh, there we go. Now she's sick. And she was saying that her throat was bad. And then Lenny Kravitz came on and said... Y'all, I have 103 for the past two days. I'm going to give it my all. And I kind of went, maybe this isn't a good place for me to be. <laughs> you don't want to sweat on you. Oh, well. Well, you'll get better. It's yeah. it's post-Vegas. It's your body's way of rebelling against going to Las Vegas. Yeah, remind <laughs> me of this next December. I will. But um, in the meantime, you guys did come back with, we ran one show last week where mm-hmm. you guys recorded live at CES, but now we've had time to digest. And we've seen more because we recorded that pretty more. early in the show. Um, so believe it or not, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas is not just TVs. Yeah. Um, or robots. Or robots. It is actually a lot of stuff for parents for families, for home, because eventually this technology will find its way into your home or your life, or these companies hope. So today we're going to talk about a lot of the family-centric technology that was at CES, and some of it may or may not ever come to fruition, because there should be a caveat for anything you see at CES. (laughs) Sometimes you're like, whatever happened to that thing we saw? It turns out they didn't launch it. Um, But Andrea and Amy are going to talk about some of the great things and some of the not-so-great things they saw, <laughs> and then we will have our Bites of the Week. So let's jump right in, ladies. Yeah, and we should mention, we're, we're going to save most of the smart home stuff for another episode, uh, another episode because we just have so much of it, so that can right. be like totally other discussion for smart homes. Right, this is going to be about family, baby, parenting, I don't know, what, other, what else? Is there a robot that yells at your kids for you? Oh, Do they wish. have that yet? <laughs> I would get that. that. Them. But, you know, Rebecca, what you said is really, really important for people to remember. And in my 11 years of covering CES, I just want to say so much of this stuff never sees the light of day. I yeah. mean, a lot of this stuff from the big companies is concepts. Um, and a lot of stuff from the smaller companies is companies really kind of trying to generate publicity for their Kickstarter campaign or their crowdfunded campaign to see if their product is viable. So you really have to take it with a grain of salt. Some stuff came out last November right as I was writing holiday gift guides, and I thought, wow, that's amazing. It took 11 months for that to come out. So, you know, some of it it does, some of it doesn't. And a couple of my things are Indiegogo or Kickstarter campaigns that are more than fully funded, you know, in some cases like 1,000% funded. Even that doesn't mean that it's going to come out. Right. So we hope. We cross our fingers. All right. We'll start with some stuff you liked that you hope comes out. 
All right. Um, well, I, I have one. This was actually my favorite thing that I saw the, in the entire show. And the only reason, Rebecca, that I didn't talk about it on the last show was because I wanted to talk about it in front of you because I think you're going to like this. <laughs> oh, good. I could be wrong, but I think you're going to like this. So it's called the Quartz Self-Cleaning Water Bottle. Ooh. It's $99. It's coming out in April. And the the lid has... Um, Oh, I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm not even going to say what kind of rays it has, but I did talk to them about how exactly it cleans the bottle. But if you, you activate the cap on an empty bottle, it sterilizes the bottle. Oh, my so God. So no more sticky husband's bottles. husband's dream. Yeah, oh, you have to get him one. And if you just, like, leave it and don't touch it for a while, it yeah. cleans itself every four hours. So you're not going to, like, find it in a backpack after a oh week. Oh, my God, I and... wish they would make a bathtub like that. <laughs> <laughs> so and and if and after you've actually cleaned the bottle, if you put water in it, it will make the water safe. Oh, that's great for yeah. traveling. Totally great for traveling. It lasts two months on a charge. There's nothing Whoa. you ever have to replace. Like it's not like a cartridge or anything. It, this thing. How do looks you get amazing. into like the nooks and crannies of the of the lid? Because I, like I always find that's what I have to do is take apart the little like rubber gasket. Right. Like that's where like mold grows. Well, I know? asked her. I said, I said, you know, I mean, we should be cleaning the the top, right? Like where your mouth goes. And she's like, you know, if you've had food and you've gotten like some stuff on it, sure. But otherwise, it's all in there under the cap, and it's going to get clean. Wow. So we'll see. I'm definitely going to buy one, or maybe get one for review. I'm definitely going now to try this. Now we have to see thing. if it leaks. <laughs> the other important thing, because that's all I actually care about, is if it leaks in your bag and keeps things hot and cold. So I wonder if we can do all those things. We'll try. It, it keeps water cold for 12 hours, hot. No, I'm sorry, cold for 24 hours, hot for 12. Wow. So, And you're not supposed to put anything in it other than water, really. It's just for water. Okay. So. I'm so curious. I wonder... I'm, we're going to have to get one to test. Yes, we are. I was very excited about that. All right, Andrea, you go. Maybe we can alternate. <laughs> well, it's funny. I mean, I saw some stuff that I really liked, um, and I saw stuff that was interesting, and then I saw stuff that, like, was the same old, same old, right? So there's a company that two years ago I just thought was the most amazing thing ever. It was called TempTrack, um, and it's basically like a Band-Aid, a strip that you put on your baby's skin, and mm -hmm. it monitors their temperature, um, and now what they've done is they've just evolved it so it, it can stay on longer. And I think it, I'd have to double check, but I think it will monitor their temperature for 24 hours and send the results to an app on your phone. So when you go to work, you know, if you have to leave the baby home with a babysitter or nanny, you know, you kind of get peace of mind um, or the whole idea of never waking a sleeping baby mm -hmm. to take their temperature. But it's, it's kind of an example of things that have been out um, that are that are getting tweaked, mm -hmm. but you know, not revolutionary at all. Um, same thing with the Kinza smart thermometer. You know, the the forehead thermometer goes to an app. You can put in all three kids' uh, names or however many kids you have, and you can track their temperature. But again, nothing really revolutionary in that. And the coolest thing I saw from last year that snoo bassinet. Do you remember that, Amy? No. The bassinet that kind of you wrap your kid in and it rocks it and. Um, uh, you know, it, it kind of simulates motion in the crib, which is something my son would have, you know, gotten a whole lot more sleep with. Um, outrageously expensive, right? So a lot of these things are um, too expensive, and I think that they just aren't solving a real problem. Mm -hmm. You know, there's there's like new cameras, you know, that basically say, here's a new baby nursery camera, and it'll monitor the air quality and monitor your baby's breathing. But they're like $300. Right. So the I feel like 
I feel like there's all these cool things going on, and people are building them because they can, but they need to build what's going to help solve problems, and they need to bring the price down. Two of those cameras were actually on my list, um, the Motorola Halo and the Clarity, um, just because I remember how difficult it was to aim the baby monitor right. Yeah. Uh, not even with my own kids. We only had audio monitors with, with my kids. But when I've watched my, my nieces and nephews to get it aimed right, you know, and high enough and then far enough away so that they're not going to get caught in the cords. So I actually liked the evolution of the cameras this year. They mount over the crib. Kind of like the Truman Show when he had that little oh my God. <laughs> the mobile with the camera in it. Um, but you don't have to worry about cords. You don't have to worry about the view because it's right over the baby. And um, they look nice. Actually, what, weirdly, one of them looks like a golf ball and the other one looks like a golf club. <laughs> but weird. I, I just think the placement is better. That's interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I also, you know, this. what was weird for me is to see products that had been there last year. You know, that yeah. really were just tweaked. Like last year, the big thing was that Willow wireless breast pump, remember? Mm-hmm. That was revolutionary, really, so that women could pump on the go or pump at work very discreetly, wire-free. It didn't even come out all year, and they showed it again as if, you know, it got pressed as if it was a brand-new product. Right. So I'm not sure if there's problems in production. I'm not sure if there's problems just with pricing coming to market. You know how I feel about crowdfunded things. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not really a a product until it hits store shelves, but... You know, good ideas, but they just haven't been perfected yet. Although I have to say the Philips Ugro system, I do like that mm-hmm. because it's a whole suite of like a baby scale, a baby monitor, a baby thermometer, thermostat. You use one thing, one app to track it all, which I like. Yeah, having everything in one place is good. Yeah, we, we hosted an event for Philips and they had some really cool things coming out. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we actually have people writing posts about some of that stuff and we'll definitely link to those when they're out. Yeah, I do think that, you know, when you're a new parent, you're so overwhelmed by the stuff mm-hmm. and you start to realize what you actually need um, versus everything that seems new and shiny and fancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do think that out of everything I would have liked as a parent, and my daughters were teeny tiny, the thermometer that you could easily read their temperature with mm-hmm. is key. That forehead oh, yeah. thermometer, I actually gave one to my sister and even with my niece who's five. It makes taking her temperature so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think the sleeping thing, I think if I had had, I don't know if it would have made me crazier to have had a video camera <laughs> monitoring yeah. sleep or not. Like I, I can't decide whether it makes you relieved to have that information on an app at your fingertips or if you need to learn to sort of back off back off well it's funny i have something on my list of things that i actually liked you know that on show after show i've been very down on the things that except if you have a baby who has a special need the things that track everything i i just think it's overkill um but there's actually an app called nod that combines the information from one of those trackers um called mimo with an app called nod which gives you personalized sleep coaching your baby so that it's taking the information about how the baby is sleeping and then telling you what you should be doing and so if you don't have the tracker you can still use the app you can keep track of of what your baby is sleeping and and when they're eating and 
what they're sleeping. What did I say? <laughs> of what they're eating and when they're sleeping and things like that. But if you do have this tracker, then all of the sleeping stuff is automatically entered into the app. And then they, they can help you help your baby sleep through the night. Wow. Um, wean fr- I, I haven't used it, but I, I talked to the people and it's just, you know, based on what they're doing and, and when they're doing it. And then it can give you a guide to when they should be napping and when they should be sleeping and what you can do to help all of that along. That's something that I would have wanted for my daughter. My son was a great sleeper. I didn't need help with him. Definitely needed help with my daughter. So I think that's that might be that's solving really a interesting because I had twins, so I didn't care when they wanted to do things. <laughs> they were on such they were on a serious regimented schedule. Like that was that was why we had the baby nurse the first two weeks. Like she got them on that schedule. And there were no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, that was what we stuck to. Yeah, my daughter would have said F you. Yeah. She was impossible. We just trained. I mean, there would be nights where that wouldn't work. But um, for the most part, I also think they had each other. I'm always convinced that because they shared a crib, it just made everything easier. They just had each other. And so they didn't have that, whatever. They had a heartbeat next to them, Mm -hmm. always. Um, But I I totally would have been that parent who checked the app. Because I had a notebook. I wrote down Mm -hmm. every single thing because otherwise I couldn't remember which one did what well I had a bracelet to keep track of the feeding so I would have totally been been great with an app I think that would have been wonderful I think an app would have been really good I mean I would have loved an app honestly that let me know what was the last side I nursed on you know Mm. what time did Mm -hmm. I nurse left side or right side well that you used to put the bracelet back on the side where you nursed and then there was Uh, like a little charm that that you would put at the time when you last nursed Uh, I just had a big old spiral notebook (laughs) <laughs> like just recorded well, everything. I have, and then it was never there when I needed it. Right. So I think an app would have been great. Yeah, because um, you would have had your phone. Yes, exactly. Well, that's a nice thing about Nod. Also, it has a nighttime friendly design, so you can turn it on at two in the morning, and it's not going to be bright. Oh, that's and wake good. Up the baby. Yeah. So, all right, whose turn is it, Andrea? Andrea what else you got? You know, that was really it that I found for baby stuff. I didn't, I, you know, I didn't get as much time to walk around, but for my, uh, for, oh, you know, there were some fertility apps and fertility systems, which I don't know. I, you know, I, I presume that for somebody struggling with that, it, it might work, but they have all kinds of, um, you know, smart fertility systems. Some of them are an app. Some of them are actually a thing that you put under your mattress. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to pinpoint your ovulation date and your fertility window. And That's wizardry. It, it, From under your I mean, mattress? You know, it's enough that I actually really did like the Nokia Health Smart Sleep System that you put under your mattress. And it tells you, you know, your heart rate. And it tells you the room temperature. And it tells you if you snore, which we all need to show our husbands. But, um, you know, uh, to use that for tracking fertility, I don't know. I guess mm. I'd have to try one, which at this li- late date (laughs) maybe it just knows if you're having sex it's like this bed hasn't been used for anything for the reason (laughs) yeah i'm actually um i can't remember the name of it but i'm reviewing one of those under mattress things right now and i have to say it it, it's like spot on really when when i'm moving and when i'm sleeping well and and you know then well i used it upstate well kick your husband when he snores that's what i need how about the thing that automatically nudges your husband that's what i need i need the pillow that like vibrates when when you snore so that it makes you stop but i i tested this mattress thing upstate and it worked great and then i brought it home and we have a super thick mattress at home so so it's gonna work right if you've got like one of those 18 inch deep mattresses it doesn't work all right it works on like a dorm bed no no no. like we've (laughs) got a normal mattress upstate, oh, but it's just, just not on one of those like super right, thick with the pillow top. Yeah, and all that. But that was another really weird thing this year. 
a lot of people were showing off sleep solutions. Mm-hmm. Lots. And some of them were interesting, like the under mattress thing. But one of them was like a, a it was like a peanut shaped pillow. Oh, I saw a review oh, wasn't for that. Wasn't that super expensive? It was so expensive. Yeah, that you cuddle with. Yeah. Yeah, you cuddle with it, and it it like simulates human breathing. So I have to say, though, you. I wonder if that would be nice. And it sounds so awful. <laughs> but if you lost your spouse or your significant Aww. other, for real, like, or even an animal that slept with you, like, I could see how being alone in a bed could be really horrible when you're used to sleeping with someone. Hmm. And maybe I that guess. would work. It just, it was heavy and it was expensive. Yeah. Andrea, did you see the rocking bed? No. Okay, this thing was freaky. This guy, he apparently invented it when he was on a cruise ship and thought that he slept so much better on the cruise ship with a gentle rocking. Um, so the bed itself just kind of slowly goes back and forth, and it's like twenty five hundred dollars. It's a cradle. It's a cradle for grown ups. <laughs> <Basically>, <laughs> I thought that was weird. That's funny. I used to have a friend who used to violently rock herself back and forth to fall asleep. Like wow. she'd wrap herself in blankets and just have to rock herself crazy to fall asleep. Yeah, this wouldn't do it. It was gentle. <laughs> well, I want to hear about the kid robots. Oh, okay. So, well, I, I the one that I really liked, because, um, you know, I've, I've done a lot of writing lately about robots for um, Tom's Guide, and... I've reviewed some really great ones, but one that I saw at CES was called the Root Coding Robot. And what I really liked about it is that it's not dependent even a little bit on reading. Um, Everything was designed so that a a very small child can make this robot move without any kind of of words needed whatsoever. It's, It's, you know, it's still the block programming, but it's all picture based. And... This thing also does neat things like climbs and draws. So you can actually program it to draw things as it climbs around a whiteboard. And the whiteboard can be laying down or it can be hanging up on a wall. So I thought that that was pretty cool. That was my favorite robot of the show. I liked the robot that um, cleaned. <laughs> I know we're there done were talking about There were lots of those. But the cleaned. There was one that like mopped and did things I I would like. Them Is it the to one do. that looked like Rosie the robot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like I'm so into like Rosie. you can get that one with or without the home assistant. Like without it, just looks like an iRobot. Right. But with it's like this white female shaped robot that rides around on top of the the, yes, the robot. I'm vacuum. into it. Yeah. <laughs> that I I I did kind of like that one. It, I mean, I was going to talk about that on the on the home. On our next episode. I said to my husband, if it's not the price of like a car, I'm buying it and it's totally the price of a car. The guy was like, it's the price of a very nice, expensive family vacation. I'm like, so it's the price of a car. Yeah. <laughs> but it has, those things have to come down in price. They have to. They will. All this stuff always comes down in price eventually. What was your favorite thing that you saw at the show? Like, what's the one thing you were like, ooh, I hope that comes out so I can get it. Oh, the water bottle. I already talked about okay. it. Yeah. <laughs> Amy's, definitely. Funny too. Amy's they easy. They make a UV um, baby bottle cleaner, I saw. Oh, neat. Yeah, I don't know if it's as good as your water bottle, but... Uh... But it can probably work with any bottle, right? Like, you right. just put it That inside. would be awesome on the go, too. Like, yeah. I was one of those people that traveling. actually boiled her bottles, and I would have mm-hmm. loved to have had something like that. So, I saw one thing that was incredibly cool. Um, this, this I think, was my very favorite toy of the show. It's called Circuit Scribe. And we've talked a lot about different circuit kits for kids where you connect everything up and make circuits. 
but and this one has all of the different components for making things light up and make sound and all of that but instead of using wires in between the components it uses conductive ink so you can Ooh. draw things and connect them and i'll post the pictures that i took it, you can just make these gorgeous works of art connected together to do things i, I love that because i think for people who think their kids are artsy uh-huh and not at all inclined towards you know stem yep this it is totally this is the steam combines the two I, <laughs> oh I that's awesome that fantastic i love that Cool. What about you, Andrew? You must have had something that you were like, that's cool. Are you so jaded at this point? You're like, forget <laughs> it. This stuff is... I, I have to say, I think I'm jaded because so much of this stuff, I walked around and went, meh, meh. That was your net last year. Meh. And then all these people started writing about it, you know, as if it were brand new and the cat's meow. So... I don't know. Maybe I need to take a, a year off from CES. Well, Andrew, but, you wrote about something that I loved, um, the Travis. Yes. Yes, that's true. I did like that a lot. What's the that? The Travis translator. It, it's this amazing translator that can translate between 80 languages. It's the size what? of your palm. And I, when I saw it, I spoke to it in my very bad Spanish in a loud room, and it gave me back a perfect English translation. Me too. Wait, that's awesome. Same. How much but, is that? Oh, I would that get that for my daughter. Cool. Yeah, what was it? It was like $200, I think? Yeah, it was like $200. Um, and I asked her, you know, how does it work? And basically, all it does is it leverages the cloud. It leverages, you know, Google search mm -hmm. and other search engines. It is. So, See, I think Google Translate's not good. No, it, it, but it did it better than any any translator so that better. I've used. I mean, it just, it pulls in from all different ones and pulls the best. And it, I mean, I asked a question in a very loud, crowded room. It came right back with the answer. And then she answered it in a different language and it converted it back to English. So it was, uh, that, that was cool. You're right. That was cool. And, and, you know, the other thing that was cool, TVs, I mean, the TVs are awesome. The LG wall TV, well, the LG thin wallpaper TV yeah. that this year has a new uh, a new version. It's thin Q, so it has um, what they call artificial intelligence built in. So you can use all the smart assistants. And then the Samsung wall, which mm -hmm. is like, you know, 100, what was it, 140-inch TV, yeah. TV. Gigantic. I mean, that's cool. It's a concept, but I thought that was cool. Yeah. A lot of this stuff. cool for a store display. Yeah. There, there were a lot of things that you could <laughs> or tell. Or my it. husband's dream of what the living room should look like. Oh, he, I have to show him the picture of, I don't even remember what oh, company it was. Oh, he sent it, it to me, the 145 oh, inch. No, this was like an entire curved display that just like kept winding around the wall. <laughs> it was, you walked through it and it was like this, this gigantic um, curved TV display with incredible clarity. But again, you know, you're not going to have that in your house. No. And there's also a very, very expensive new version of the Coravin uh, wine opener that I'm oh, in love with. Very expensive. Very expensive. I think it's designed, well, for people who don't know, it's basically so that if you have an expensive bottle of wine, which I never do, and you don't want to finish it, which I never have a problem with that, <laughs> um, you know, but if you've got a really expensive bottle and you just want to have one glass because your spouse doesn't like red wine or whatever, it um, it's a fine needle that goes into the cork and then it pushes, I think it's argon into it, which is heavier than air. So that pushes down and it pushes the air out of the bottle. Wait, that's awesome. It's, so there's a, but a isn't it like $700? And I think that's $200. And the designer showed me the new version which I believe is going to be $1,000. Oh, my God. But you don't have to do anything. You literally just put it over your bottle of wine, 
and it does everything for you. And I think the idea is that they're going to sell to restaurants. They're going to sell uh, it to restaurants and um, sommeliers. Right. That makes more sense. Yeah. I guess. Why doesn't a restaurant go through a bottle, though? That well, if it's like weird. a super expensive bottle that you're selling by the glass, I could see that being worth right. it. Right. That's yeah. what they always say. Don't buy wine by the glass. Yeah. That's <laughs> where they get you. buy my cheap wine. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that sounds like a cool roundup. I mean, I, I mean, it sounds like you guys saw a lot, even though... You didn't see a lot. You know what I mean? I I, I, <laughs> like, had, I definitely had more time than Andrea. I had a couple extra days, um, so I think I probably saw more. But I think Andrea is probably better since she's been going for longer, just discerning what is interesting and what isn't. I'm still very wide-eyed and like, ooh, right. that's so cool. I, oh, we did have a meeting with somebody, something that I thought was very cool. Um, we had a, a, a meeting in a car for, oh, yeah. Yeah, for something called Muse, which is Alexa for your car. And it's not expensive. It's like $60. Cool. And it, it sticks up on your dashboard with a magnetic thing. And when we were having our meeting in the car, they couldn't get it to work. <laughs> but then you went back with them, right, Andrea? I did. The poor guy, he just couldn't get it to work. And oh. he was so embarrassed. And he had you know, been doing demos of it all day. Yeah. And then I needed to, to get to my Lenny Kravitz concert. So <laughs> they, they waited for me. They basically reset. You know how I, we always say, Turn off yeah, your device. Turn it off. Reset your device. Restart it. So they uh. basically restarted the car. They opened every door. They shut every door. Um, they turned off the engine. They turned it on again. And Amy, I didn't tell you this, but when I got back into the car, they had programmed it. And for like 30 seconds, she just kept saying, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And it was so funny. Because there is nothing work. and, and worse than a woman apologizing. <laughs> Hands-free, you can kind of say, what's the traffic, you know, to the podcast studio, or what's the weather, or play Spotify, or, or like you know, Amazon music. you need to ask Alexa right. to do without taking your hands off the wheel. Yeah, I, I liked that a lot. Cool. And, and the, he said that um, people use it, like, on car trips to pay, play all those games that you can play with Alexa, like all the trivia and oh, Jeopardy, yeah, Jeopardy and all that, and 20 questions, and so that was cool. Um, and I actually saw some other cool car stuff like that. The, a trend that I saw this year was a lot of different companies making things that either project under your windshield, which I know Andrea has talked about um, as a way to like kind of uh, make your old car have new tech. Mm -hmm. Like a head up um, display. Yeah, exactly. Like they, it projects it in front of you so that you can still look at what you're looking at. You can still look at the road without having to turn your head and see your directions or whatever. Right. Um, although they're adding new features to it, like highlighting things that you don't want to hit, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> That's good. Um, scanning in street signs right. to work with your directions. Um, but then another trend that I saw were a bunch of different companies that track your pupils so to, they, they can see if you're getting drowsy. And they keep you awake or alert you. Oh, if, that's awesome. If, yeah, that's if it looks like cool. you're going to nod off, they stop right, you Right, because they say by that. the time you realize you've fallen asleep at the wheel, you've probably fallen asleep three or four times. Yep. So this this tracks your eyes while you're driving. And if you're just, it, not only if you're mm. getting drowsy, but if you're distracted, if you keep looking away from the road, it also tracks that. It should buzz you. It should like zap you. Yeah, it should give you a shock. <laughs> it totally should. So I thought those were neat. All right, cool. All right. Well, that is our second CES wrap-up. <laughs> we will be right back with our Bites of the Week. We are back with our Bites of the Week. Amy, what do you have? Okay, so I have a podcast. and You do. You're I sitting here doing it. Do. Right I, I have a podcast, <laughs> and I have a podcast. Um, it's called Slow Burn, and it's about Watergate. 
and it's an eight episode series um, hosted by a guy named Leon Nafok. And I, I just listened to the seventh episode on the way here. The eighth one has not been released yet. Um, and it's it, it's really great. I didn't know much about Watergate. I thought I did. I knew the basics. I knew about the break in. I knew about the Saturday Night Massacre. I knew, you know, I'd seen all the president's men. But this series, what they try to do is they try to explain what it was like living through it. Like, I had no idea of the timeline. I had no idea how long it took from start to finish. Very long. Very long. Um, I I didn't know about the press coverage. There were just a lot of things that, like, if you didn't live through it, you didn't have a sense of what it was like. And even just on its own, it's fascinating. But especially in the times we're living in, there are a lot of very interesting parallels. So it's called Slow Burn. It's eight episodes. Seven of them are out. So time to catch up. Cool. Andrea? So I'm going to go back with a gadget, a CES gadget. Um, One of the things last year uh, that was huge was I don't want to, I have to mute my, mute my device here. (laughs) The Amazon Echo, here we go, Alexa, um, everywhere, right? Built into stoves and refrigerators and, you know, you name it, she was built into it. And for me, the really striking thing this year was Google playing catch up Mm -hmm. at CES. And I would see at every single booth, a little Google, almost like a phone booth, with a Google Home Assistant trying to show, you know, how you could use that particular product with Google Home. But to me, my favorite gadget of all of them was one made by Lenovo. It's the Lenovo Smart Display. Mm. And I don't know if you guys have seen the Echo Show, um, Mm -hmm. which I actually like because I have a lot of smart home devices. Um, I think we talked about it. It's a screen. It's basically a big plastic thing with a screen, but I can call up my Ring video doorbell and see my front door on the screen. I can call up a recipe. I can call up, um, you know, anything I want to see or do a video call. Um, What Lenovo's done with the smart display with Google Assistant built in is turn it into a really sleek-looking device. It comes in an 8-inch or 10-inch tablet size. It looks like you've just got your tablet propped up on the, on the kitchen counter. Um, and, of course, the winner here is that it will show YouTube videos because mm-hmm. Google took their yeah. YouTube videos off of the Amazon platform. So, so petty. You know, if you like watching those while you're cooking or watching recipes, you got to do it on the, uh, on the Google version. Um, you know, and same thing like what you can do in the car, asking for traffic or, you know, getting the closest bakery shop. But uh, that was one of my favorite gadgets of the show, actually. They just make things look so nice. Yeah. I remember they had, a, a I think, a Harman Kardon speaker last year for Alexa that was just yeah. so much nicer than any Echo that I've seen. Yeah. 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 Amazon's forte is not design. No. <laughs> no, they have the smarts, and it's yes. amazing. It's amazing how many products were there that had Alexa built in. Right. Google is definitely catching up, and their partners are making it really, really aesthetically pleasing. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Well, my um, bite of the week is actually back to babies. Um, so New York Magazine who I think I've talked about all the time about The Strategist because it's just the best <laughs> list of everything possible. But they, a couple months ago, did this Google spreadsheet, basically, 
of this woman's skincare routine. I don't know if she works there. I don't even know her story. But she had this Google Doc that was being passed around to everyone under the sun. And finally, someone at New York Magazine's like, can we just publish all the products that are in this? Because this is like the most famous skincare spreadsheet of all time. Oh, wow. They have a baby one. So there's been this baby Google Doc that has just been passed by word of mouth from new parent to new parent to new parent that has been crowdsourced and is like what you actually need for your baby. And it's become so widespread that New York Magazine now published it and, of course, put put it together as a guide with all the things listed that they affiliate link to. Um, So it's a much more pleasing way to do it. But it's kind of amazing that these Google Docs that started out very private, right, between people who are just like, oh, my friend has a list of all the stuff you really need for baby. You should check it out. And my friend has one. And it just kept passing literally from person to person. And then, of course, eventually a journalist has a baby and finds out about (laughs) it and publishes the list. But it's a great list um, of what you need and what you really don't need. It's the essentials. It's like tried and true products. Um, and it doesn't have any, a lot of these <laughs> newfangled gizmos on it, that's for sure. But if you are a new parent or if you're pregnant or if you know someone who is, it's a great place to start for baby registry mm. um, and a great place to start to sort of cut through the clutter of you you don't go to a store and start your registry. Like you will be so overwhelmed. You will think you need everything. You don't. Um, so it's great. And I'm glad that New York Magazine actually, I don't care if they get an affiliate, <laughs> whatever from it, because it's <laughs> brilliant. Um, but on the other note of that, Lifehacker had an article on how to start your own crowdsourced Google Doc. Oh. That I thought was really brilliant also. And it was not in reaction to this. It was actually related to the uh, shitty hey, men, men in media, media list. And how that started, but it's a great article on how to start a crowdsourced Google Doc. Um, and so, and keep it anonymous, I guess, to not yeah. have your identity or anyone else who's sharing it revealed. Um, so, it's also worth an article. It's worth looking at if you have any interest in doing something like that, not necessarily for nefarious purposes or whatever, <laughs> but for crowdsourcing. Because um, I know I have a lot of friends who are always saying to me, Do you remember the name of the did? I'm like, Oh, we should all just write it down. Oh, yeah. Um, especially because for a lot of, especially Facebook groups, like yes. the same questions get asked over and over and over um, about food, about yes. home renovation, like stuff that you totally. just, everybody just needs to look at the doc. There just needs to be a doc. Yeah. So this is how you do it. This is how you start it. Um, so it's a great article. I think for kids, too, to do a, a collaborative study guide and stuff like that. It's it's all good. Um, so anyway, that is it. That is our show for today. I'm so happy to be back in the studio. Thanks, Yay. Amy. It was nice to have you at least on the phone, Andrea. <laughs> Feel better. Feel better. You can find us on parentingbites.com and facebook.com slash parentingbites. You can find the podcast on iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, share, and of course on radio.com where you can find us and I don't know, all the radio.com podcasts. I don't know what to call us anymore. Yeah. <laughs> We've merged. We moved. But um, we'll be back next week without Andrea. Andrea will be on vacation, but we will have... A cool show for you, nonetheless, while Andrea's nice and warm in the Dominican Republic and we're freezing. Yes, flew out in the sun. <laughs> yes, exactly. Till next week, happy parenting.